Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayanna Robinson-Dixon, and this is The Love Series. My guest today is Rachel Hunka. Rachel is a returning guest to the podcast. Our first conversation was on episode 34, extremely powerful, especially for ministry leaders, um, those who have a heart for church growth, for God's people. You need to listen to that episode. But today, Rachel is helping us to learn how to fight well in our relationships. Now, here is my conversation with Rachel Hunka. Um, yeah, my name is Rachel Hunka, and I am joining you today from Canton, Ohio. Um, my husband and I are church planters. We planted Third Street Community Church in Southeast Canton. Um, our church is, uh, it's a little different. We, uh, we meet inside a gymnasium inside the Martin Center, which is a community center that we also run. Um, but none of that is my full-time job. Uh, I am purposely not on staff at our church. Um, I am, I, I like to joke and say like, I'm the best volunteer and the biggest cheerleader of our pastor. Um, but yeah, so I'm not on staff actually full-time. I'm a short form writer for Equip and Empower Ministries. And I get the awesome privilege of just working on content um, that is empowering women in their leadership with Propel Women and um, and working alongside Christine Kane Ministries. Well, Rachel, we are so happy to have you today. We'll have you back today on the Circle 31 podcast, and we appreciate you being a part of the Love Series. So welcome back. Yeah, thanks. I loved our conversation last time. I had so much fun talking with you. So much fun. Well, today I'd like us to discuss um, fighting well in relationships. I don't yeah. really hear too much being said about it. Maybe a little bit here, a little bit there, but, but hopefully um, you can help us get greater understanding of why that's important. Um, I mean, when you're in a relationship with someone, be it of, of those, there might be some listening that are in a courtship right now. They're seriously seeing someone. They're prayerfully seeing someone. They're engaged, newly married, or been married a long time. When you are doing life with someone, arguments are going to happen, right? You can't, you can't avoid that. So here's my question. Is it possible to fight well? And if so, how? Okay. I definitely think that it is, <laughs> um, but it's not something we really hear about, right? Because, you know, when we think about like fighting with somebody or getting in an argument, it automatically has a negative connotation because immediately you just assume you two are at odds, which is how you ended up in a fight, Right. Um, but if we want our relationships to last, like you said, a marriage, a courtship, whatever it might be, a friendship, you know, we've got to learn how to fight well. And what, and what I mean by that, and when my husband and I use this phrase, what we mean is to fight well, you know, the person that you're, that you're arguing with, and you don't just know their name or where they live, or their birthday, or whatever. When I say know them, I mean, you know their personality, you know their wiring, you know what they're passionate about, and what they care about. And so you understand what is happening in their thought process, that is causing them to think this way, or feel this way, or be um, heated over what it is that you're discussing. And when you understand where somebody else is coming from, and you have the self-awareness about yourself to know all those same things about yourself, what, how you're wired, the way that your natural bend is, what it is that you care about. You can then fight 
well because you're understanding the other person and their point of view. You're not just making space for them to talk, but you have a deep heart level understanding of what they care about so that all those unspoken things are understood because anger itself, anger is a secondary emotion. Hmm. So anger is always a result of something else. It's the result of something deeper. And a lot of times we express our anger. We express that secondary emotion Mm -hmm. without ever getting to the root issue. But when you know the person you're talking to really, really well, sometimes you can tap into what that root issue is before they even have, Mm -hmm. because you know them so intimately And so when you're thinking with that perspective and when you're thinking, okay, they're heated, what is the root issue? What are all the things that I know about their wiring? What are, what are the things that I know that they're passionate about so that we can fight well Mm -hmm. and we can get to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. And when you, and when you have all those things circling in your mind, all of a sudden your, your argument, it, it comes about entirely differently. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. And as you were explaining that to us, it made me think about um, intentionality, being intentional, paying, you know, listening, um, pulling on the knowledge and information you have about the person that you are fighting well with <laughs> um, and, and making intelligent emotional decisions while yeah. you're in it. And that, those are, for me, Rachel, I feel like in order to fight well, that means we have to be prepared before the fight happens. Do you agree yeah. with that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. When you're arguing with somebody, that's not the time to be like, now what's your Myers-Briggs again? <laughs> that's not helpful, right? You need to do the relational work ahead of time. So that like when I'm arguing with my husband, I'm not going, now, Corey, Remind me again, what's your Myers-Briggs? Because when he's when he's upset, that's not helpful. What okay. I need to do is be like, okay, now wait a minute, Rachel, what you know about yourself mm-hmm. is that you are an introverted, intuitive thinker. So that means before you say something, you have really thought about it. Your husband is an extroverted, intuitive thinker, which means he says everything that comes to his mind and sometimes doesn't even know if he believes what he says because he has to hear it out loud mm-hmm. to decide what he believes. Oh my gosh, learning that about the two of us, that changed everything and mm-hmm. how we had conversations. But we didn't learn that in the middle of a fight. Right. We learned out about each other by intentionally getting to know one another, by, by going to... Um, we, we like participated in this whole like training workshop Mm -hmm. on learning what it's like to be on the other side of your leadership. Okay. And in doing that, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense in our marriage Mm -hmm. because you process information this way and I process information this way. And oh my gosh, every argument we've ever had makes so much sense. And ever since we like learned some of these things about our, our wirings and the way that the two of us think and process information and how we do it differently. Now he'll start a conversation with, Hey, I need to say this out loud. I don't even know if I believe what I'm about to say. And then he'll say it and I'll go, Oh, okay. Okay. Here's what I know about you. And here's where this, this, and this might help you in this process. 
And, and he knows that on the flip side, when I come to him and I'm like, Hey, I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. He knows that what that means is I have thought about this probably for weeks before it's come out of my mouth. I've been thinking about this coming from me. Doesn't mean I've thought about this for 15 minutes. And I think that I like Chick-fil-A better than Raising Cane's. Mm-hmm. Like, no, this is something that I've been stewing on yeah. and I'm now ready to say out loud. And so he know, like he knows that when I say that phrase, it's got a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And I know when he says, I don't even know if I believe what I'm about to say. I'm like, okay, he just needs to hear himself. I actually don't need to argue with him. I don't need to be combative. I don't need to poke holes in everything he's about to say. He just needs to hear it out loud. That is so good. And I know that has probably cut down on so much because you have that understanding, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. It it makes a world of impact. And it, and like you said, like it's it's work that's done ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I, could, can we talk about listening um, for a moment? Because- for, for many of us um, and for our, our listening audience, myself, it's something that listening is it's really important, but sometimes it can be difficult to do because you really want to get your point across and you're you know so, so concerned about, does this person understand? Um, it could be your spouse. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. We're talking about communication. But how do we, or tell us how important it is for us to be able to listen and not to just give a response right away? Because can you talk to us about the importance of listening and communication? Yeah, there's, for me, there's a distinct difference between listening to respond and listening to make someone feel heard. Mm-hmm. Like those are, those are two completely different things. And in our, in the culture that we live in, information is so quickly delivered all the time. Like, right. Like you can get on your phone, go to any resource. Google suggests ads for you, right? Google suggests articles for you. Like my Yahoo email address delivers uh, news that it's like, we think you might care about this. And nine times out of 10, I'm like, bro, I do not care about that. Right. You get on any social media platform and it's you're just inundated with information every what is it like third post that you scroll through is an ad that they think you might care about mm-hmm. information is give it it's just thrown at us 24 7 and so unfortunately when we go into conversations with people we we sometimes approach them with this this idea that i have to respond quickly mm-hmm we, we have this like thought in our mind that like we need to be able to respond immediately to what's being said or we need to find a point to relate immediately to what it is that, that they're saying. And when we do that, we we un, uh, unintentionally become me monsters in the conversation. Mm. Like for the sake of trying to relate, we've now turned the focus to us instead of what it is that they brought us that they care about. And it, for the sake of like trying to respond, all of a sudden we're the one trying to be heard instead of making sure that they feel heard. When it comes to listening, I, I mean, my my personal opinion is that there is nothing wrong with somebody finishing their thought, finishing their sentence, and you saying, you know, I need to think about that for a minute. There, There's nothing wrong with somebody asking you a question and then you just saying back to them, um, hey, I'll get back to you on that. Like there, there's nothing wrong with putting a pause and in the conversation, we don't have to respond immediately to what's happening. Rachel, that is so good. Um, 
I feel the freedom right now. I know somebody that's really helping someone because that's such a great point of allowing yourself time to process, right? Mm -hmm. And to think about and sit in and see, I'm an, I'm an introverted thinker as well. So I'm yeah. in everything you're saying, you know, by the, get time, <laughs> right, by the time it comes out of my mouth, I've already, it's running my head a hundred times, you know, but for who, but however, you know, whoever you are, uh, whatever your style is, I think it's just a great practice. Just if you need that time to say, let me get back to you. I, thank you for that, Rachel. That That is really good. Now, before our time together today, you did mention that you um, and your husband, you guys help couples, you guys counsel couples, and you mentioned that you use something called Giant Worldwide's Five Voices to help couples out. So my question is, first of all, what is that? And then yeah. secondly, <laughs> how does it help the couples that, that you and your husband counsel? Yeah. Well, let me, let me first say, I think it's important that we distinguish between um, like doing premarital counseling and helping people have conversations versus an actual like mental health counselor. Oh, that's good. Um, and somebody who is like an actual professional who's gone to school, who's studied psychology and counseling and, and who is a professional in mental health. Those are two very different things. Mm -hmm. um, and I am not the latter. Um, uh, neither, neither me or my husband have degrees in mental health counseling or anything like that. Neither one of us are licensed professional counselors um, at all. Um, and so, so I want to be super clear to say that like there, what I am saying is not from a mental health perspective. So like if, if in your relationship, there is healing from trauma or anything like that, that needs to happen, um, there's nothing wrong with seeing a counselor and that's probably going to be, uh, helpful to do alongside, um, this. And so, so giant worldwide. Giant Worldwide, um, it's a it's a resource that like the phrase that they use all the time is learn what it's like on the other side of your leadership. Hmm. And my husband is certified as a um, what do they call them? A guide, I think they call. Them. I should know what that title is. Um, <laughs> but I am not the one that's certified. Uh, but yeah, he's certified as a guide for Giant, and like I know, like they created that for the business world. But man, every person that that um, is getting married that asks my husband or I to officiate their wedding, mm -hmm. um, we ask them to please take the free assessment. It's five, like the number five voices.com. Mm -hmm. And we ask them to figure out their voice order and bring it to our first premarital counseling session. Mm. And what we do in that very, very first session is we run down the list of the five voices the giant has. So what giant has done is they, they have taken, um, personality assessments and they put them into sticky language. Okay. And what that means is like, it's language that like a seventh grader mm -hmm. can comprehend. And because they said, if it's, if it's too tough for a seventh grader, then it's too tough period. Mm -hmm. so it needs to be sticky and something that we can like use in everyday language. And what they, what they say is like, we all have measures of all five voices. But your first voice is the way you're naturally wired. And your second voice is pretty much like the way that you do it. So for me, I'm a creative pioneer. My husband is a pioneer connector. And so what we do from there is we're like, okay, so for me, naturally, because I'm creatively wired first, the way that I'm going to function is completely different than, than my husband, who is a first voice 
pioneer. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is like we learn each other's uh, personalities and how we process information and what we deeply care about. And so now when we're having an argument, um, I can in my mind go, okay, so the natural value system of somebody who is loving pioneering new things, the natural value system of somebody who is constantly innovating in their brain, how to like make things better is this, this, and this. So that's what, that's how he's processing this information that I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So I need to communicate in a way that is clear. And so he can understand it in that way. Also knowing about myself that as a first voice creative, I'm not very good at communicating on the spot. Um, and, and also um, I tend to think I have communicated something clearly when in fact I have not. And so I need to sit there as myself and say, did I, did I say what I meant to say in the best possible words? Or am I actually thinking that I'm communicating effectively and I'm really, truly not? Mm. And so it, it allows me to give a self-assessment and it also allows me to understand the values and the points that he's coming from. And so that's what we do with all the couples that come and sit down with us. We're like, hey, um, uh, what is your what what is your five voices? What is your five voices? Okay, so here's your voice order, and here's what that means for how the two of you are entering into this discussion that you're having. Here's how you're entering into this marriage. Here's the values in the communication process that you're bringing, and here's the values and communication process that you're bringing, so that you guys can more clearly understand one another and communicate effectively. Mm. And it makes all the difference when you when you enter into you know brand new discussions of a married couple like which one of us should hold the budget well the answer is never me <laughs> I should never hold the budget because my brain does not think in numbers mm -hmm. um but what I can help you do is say oh we have x number of dollars in the month um here's all the different ways that I typically see money being spent I have no idea how much any of those areas need, but I know that this, 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 and this are all the gaps and all the holes because that's how my creative brain thinks. Mm -hmm. And then I can hand it to you and say, okay, now you apply the numbers because Lord knows that I should not be doing that. So to that point, you just described you and your husband each using your strengths, mm -hmm. you know, to reach goals and, and to, you know, make sure everything's covered in the household. So I kind of wanted to to uh, pivot to this question. Yeah. You and your husband are in ministry together. So talk yeah. to us about being married and in ministry together. What does that look like? What does that require from 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 both of you? You know, we have what I have learned is a fairly different approach than than most people in marriage and ministry. Um I grew up in a in a business house. Um, my dad became a Christian when I was like a freshman in high school. Um, my mom loved the church, loves Jesus, and has served him every day of her life from all I can tell, mm -hmm. or at least every day of my life she has. <laughs> um, and so like the dynamic in my house was totally different, whereas my husband grew up in a ministry house. And um, and so he grew up in, in a house where both his parents like ran a ministry together. I actually met him because I took a job working for his parents' ministry. Yeah. And so, um, man, it's so, like, our lives were so different and our experiences are so different. And um, what I told him all the way back in our premarital counseling, um, 
I, I told him I'm marrying you. I'm not marrying your ministry. My, my, my. I love Jesus. I love him with my whole heart. I work in ministry. Um, but I told my husband, I am marrying you. I am not marrying your ministry. And from my understanding, it goes God, family, work. And just because your work is ministry, that does not mean it's up here with God. That's it. It's God, and then it's family, and then it's work. And so I am not married to what you do. I am married to who you are. Cool. And so we have really strict boundaries in our house um, where I'm like, hey, I don't care that you're the pastor. When's your Sabbath? And you're not writing your sermon on Saturday when our when we are home with all our kids. Mm-hmm. Um it's just not happening because it's God, then family, then work. Mm-hmm. And that sermon that you need to give needs to be bare minimum outlined on Fridays so that you're home with your kids. Because I don't want my kids to ever resent Jesus because he took their daddy away from them. Exactly. And and like, thankfully, I'm married to a wonderful man who was like, yeah, I can agree to that. Um, <laughs> there was no, there was no pushback or anything like that. Um, because for me in my house growing up, my dad, my dad still to this day, he runs a wax paper company. Mm-hmm. He didn't bring wax paper home with him unless it was for our deli sandwiches. Like he was not bringing home meetings. He was not doing any of that stuff because his work stayed at work. And I want Jesus at home. I don't want um, Pastor Corey doing the executive work and the numbers and all this other stuff. Like I want my husband mm-hmm. who loves Jesus. And and as far as those boundaries go, I mean, like he's um, he's got a separate phone line for the church and everything like that because people call pastors all day and night. Mm-hmm. Um, they they just do. Mm-hmm. And so um, you know, as our family started growing, he's you know he separated his his phone lines and all that stuff. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, I am the greatest cheerleader for our pastor and I am a volunteer in every single area of the church. Um, but I'm purposely not on staff because I don't want to, uh, I don't want to take a dispute from staff meeting home with us. You know, um, I don't want to be arguing with him over, uh, the way he should be running his staff. I, I need to check myself on this at sometimes. Um, but, but like really and truly, I don't, I don't want to do that stuff. I want to, I want to celebrate with him. You know, when he gets really excited about, you know, how staff retreat went so well or something like that, I want to celebrate with him. I don't want to be nitpicking. Well, yeah, but next time we should do this or but this, this, and this didn't go. I don't, I don't want to do that. Mm. And so I am purposely not on staff. Um, because that was just a hard boundary that I, that we drew. Okay. So, um, hard boundaries, intentionality, again, communication and prioritizing. Yeah. That's a great summary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, Rachel, as you know, um, I'd love for us to end this conversation on the point of, just you circling back around to remind us again how we can start today fighting well with, you know, our, it could be our spouse or someone we're, we're um, intentionally seeing to be married or friends or whoever. Just can you sum it up for us so that um, we can hear that from you one last time? Yeah, do do the hard work of 
of getting to know the person across from you. Let me use that figuratively. Maybe they're not sitting directly across from you, but do the hard work of getting to know the person across from you so that when you find yourself in those situations where you inevitably don't see eye to eye because it can and it will happen and it will happen repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know their heart, when you know who they are, when you know how they're wired, um, then when they are at their lowest moments, you know how to pull them back to their highest moments. Mm-hmm. You know how to fight for their highest good. You know how to draw the absolute best out of them. And it gives you a big picture focus of who it is that you love and you're fighting for. Because when they're at their lowest, but you know every single way that they're wired, then you know who they are in the depth of their heart and you can help them get back to that. And so now you are no longer fighting over the argument at hand, but you are fighting for the person in front of you. Mm, That's good, Rachel. Well, that went by too fast. I really enjoyed our conversation today, Rachel. Thank you so much um, for your contribution to this series. And um, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. I I love getting to talk with you and and just knowing your heart for the ministry. It's just so beautiful. And so I, I hope that you just continuously pursue that and that you continuously fight well for yourself. Thank you, Rachel. That concludes today's episode of The Love Series. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired. Visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to sign up to receive podcast updates. And as a thank you for signing up, you will receive the 28-day Love Series devotional guide. Check out our YouTube channel for the Love Series playlist. It's a collection of our guests' favorite songs. You can find us on YouTube at Circle 31 Women's M-I-N. That's Circle 31 W-O-M-E-N-S-M-I-N. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.